Go in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter number four. The danger of consumer Christianity. Chapter four, starting with verse 14. Norm, real quick, let me borrow your Bible. What do you got anyway? Let me see what verse 16 says. Yeah. Okay, Ephesians 4, starting with verse 14. Are you there? Say, I've got it. Are you there? All right. 4, verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. And now let me go on this with what Norm's got here. It might read just a little bit easier. Uh, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Thanks, Norm. Father, take the words that we will speak here this morning, and I am praying, God, that it will be a help and a benefit to every person that's here. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. A sergeant in the United States Marine Corps, and I tried remembering his name and I couldn't remember that, but uh, I've heard it at one time or another. This is his quote, life is tough, but it's tougher when you're stupid. It's a good quote. In Jeremiah chapter 29, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I truly believe that life will be as God's planned for us once we get into that flow and we start flowing into what God wants for us. Life may not be quote unquote easy, but life will be more of a blessing than if you do it your own way. You will be less stupid if you go the way God wants you to go. And you're thinking, yeah, but I know that one guy, and he's a Christian, and he's not very wise and very smart. You got to look at it another way. Think how much dumber he would be if he wasn't saved. The Lord Jesus is a long-range planner. Anybody that's ever dealt with a financial planner, such as Roger Barrow over to Centralia Branch, that guy, those words is going to come out of his mouth. Long-range planning. God is the same way. The problem is most of us are not. The whole concept that we had for years and years and years in this country was a, a cookie jar mentality. Isn't that right? You old timers, you know what I'm talking about. To where you save it up and you got, we don't have that concept no more. 
We want it, and we want it right now. Buy now. Buy one, get one free. My wife will tell me that. It's like, like I've never heard that before in my life. She'll come home and say, I bought one and got one free. No, you didn't. <laughs> Buy now, call now. I mean, you watch them infomercials. It's all about just, you got to do it right now. Limited, limited time, limited amount, limited. You got to do it. You got to do it right now. Instant gratification. You realize that the Mall of America there in Minneapolis, Minnesota, 110,000 shoppers every day. Get it, get it now. Get it while they last. Buying things you don't need with money you don't have to try to please people you don't like. But it's too bad, but there are people all across the, particularly in the United States of America, North America, we might just say, that walk into church just like they walk into a store. You better have what I want or I'm out of here. That's right. And not only does this affect the congregation, this affects the pastors as well. This is why you very rarely see any pastor stay at a church longer than three or four years. Because if it don't work in that amount of time, I'm gone. The honeymoon is over. People are no longer smiling at me. They're frowning at me. And they look like I was dead while I was preaching. And I'm thinking you might as well get used to that. Here's how I've seen church growth work. If you're faithful with 12, God will give you 25. And if you're faithful with 25, God will give you 50. And if you're faithful with 50, God will give you 100. And if you're faithful with 100, God will give you 200. And if you're faithful with 200, God will give you 400. And if you're faithful with 400, God will give you 800. And from my perspective, if you're faithful with 1,200, God will give you that and then some. And it's what we're believing God for. God is a long-range planner, but the problem is, in this road that he has planned, sometimes there's hills and sometimes there's valleys. Sometimes there's bumps in the road. But what do you do? Do you get mad and do you get sad? Do you go home and go in the backyard and dig up worms and say, nobody likes me? No, you continue on. Simon Peter, crucified, upside down. By his own request because he knew he wasn't worthy to be crucified as Jesus was crucified John boiled in oil it killed most people but not him God wasn't through with him yet he still needed a book written in the Bible to finish that whole thing out called the book of Revelation and the devil stranded him on an island in Patmos 
and thinking that I have done with him and I'll hear no more from him, but there he was in the spirit on the Lord's day and God gave him the book of Revelation. Continue on. James was beheaded. Andrew crucified. Bartholomew filleted alive like you would fillet a fish. Thomas, first missionary to India, died while he was in prayer with a spear plunged into his back. James the last was killed with a fuller's club as someone hit him in the head with it. Philip was hanged. Thaddeus was shot through with arrows. Matthew was beheaded. Simon the Zealot was crucified. And Matthias was burned at the stake. The early church was willing to lay down their life to get this thing going. Not, the preacher didn't shake my hand, I'm offended. You remember that the next time. You remember that the next time somebody does you so wrong. And think about the disciples, and they gave their life for this thing. Wow. And the danger of consumer Christianity is I'm walking into church just like I'm walking into Walmart, and I've got my list, and it better be on my list. You baby you. You sissy you. You panty waste, you. <laughs> the danger of, Christi of, of consumer Christianity, friend, we can even see it in cheeseburgers. You go and you have it your way. And people want to go to church and have it my way. Preacher, I go to church to get something. Well, let me tell you something. That's okay for a while. That's okay for a while. But once we grow up in this thing, it's not gimme, 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 gimme. It's what can I give? What can I do? Again, if it's just like a, a long list, this is my grocery list. And off the preacher don't part his hair in a certain way, well, you're out of luck there. It was like years ago, this thing went around about the perfect pastor. You know, he parted his hair on the right and the left. He had one brown eye and one green eye and, and uh, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And people have this crazy ideas. Instead of, I'm going to get in, I'm going I'm to pull my, pull my share in this thing. Ladies, if you made a list before you got married, this is what I want my wonderful husband to be. And it wouldn't just be one page. It'd be page after page. And I'm telling you, all you're doing is setting yourself up for disappointment. A man, on the other hand, if he's got a list, it's like, well, yeah, well, a woman... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A woman, yeah. <clears throat> Simon Peter said the church is like 
living stones. Over to Fairfield Branch, you, you drive up to that place, and they've got Colorado stone or bubble stone, whatever they call that. I've always called it Colorado stone. It's those round kind of stones. You, you go into it, and they got on the uh, coffee shop, there's the same Colorado stones there. If you had one Colorado stone by itself, it wouldn't look too good. But when you got all of them in there together, it looks really nice. Same way with the church as a whole. With Simon Peter say, we are living stones. We are lively stones in this. Not just one, but we're all coming in together and God fits us right in where we need to be. Paul said the church is like a body. And not every body function is going to be the same, look the same, whatever. The Bible said God's placed individually where they need to be. Thank God for that, even within our own body. Think of, how, think of how nasty and horrendous our life would be if God had put our nose right next to our armpit. That'd be terrible. <laughs> but God has placed us right where we need to be. And how, how effective the, the body is on this to when the wife has changed the furniture and you get up in the middle of the night because you used to never have to do that, but now you got to get up in the middle of the night more than one time in the middle of the night and you bump your toe in a piece of furniture that wasn't there the night before. <laughs> the rest of the body doesn't say, you idiot. No, the rest of the body grabs that toe. As stones to come together, as a body to work together. Bible says in the book of John, Jesus said that we're like seeds. And a word that I noticed this past week said, if the seed dies. I never had really caught that before. If. Some churches are just a collection. Of individual seeds. John chapter 12. Let me read that. I'm going to really, hopefully, get this in your mind. John chapter 12. Verse 24, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Individual seed. Now, I ain't going to work with anybody. I ain't going to do anything like that. I just come and go as I please. And this is all, don't expect anything out of me. I'm just an individual seed here. Never willing to die to yourself. Just an individual seed. I've made this reference before. These house lights, the dimmer you drop them down to, the louder they sound. That will preach, people. The dimmer they are, the louder and more noise they make. The dimmer they are, the louder and more noise they make.
whatever the noise they make. If you're not willing to be planted in where God wants you and to bring forth that fruit, because as Mike Bookout said Wednesday night, the great thing about Christianity is if you're willing to die to yourself, God will bring forth fruit within your life. But if not... That's all you got. Die to yourself. David and Siva flood. A number of years ago, blonde haired, blue eyed Swedish couple, born and raised in Sweden, fair skinned. God called them to the Belgian Congo in Africa. Well, but they looked out of place. <laughs> and while there, they had one teenage boy that come to Jesus, and that's it. Siva became pregnant. She had a little baby girl that they named Aggie. And two years after that, she died. David had to bury his wife, Siva, in Africa. Another missionary couple, because of the two, Siva was more of a dedicated person. She was the more of, we can do this, we can get this done. David just really didn't have that within him. And a missionary couple that knew them adopted little Aggie, and David went home to Sweden. They were there in the Congo for a few years, and then after that, their term was up on being the missionary there, and they came back to the States, of course, with Aggie. Born in Africa, but raised up here in the United States of America. As in the process of time, she was uh, she got married. Her husband was the um, dean, uh, was the college president of Northwestern Bible College. And Aggie one time was in a office, in a doctor's office, and she was looking at a magazine. And while looking at the magazine, her heart just leaped within her. In London, England, was going to be a man from the Belgian Congo talking about the work of the Belgian Congo. She went to her husband and said, we've been planning a vacation. Let's flip this thing around. Let's take our time. Uh, instead of going where we was going to go, let's go to London, England. I need to see this. I need to see the work. You know, that's where my mom and dad were at. I need to see what's going on. And he readily agreed. They flew to London, England. They went there to that seminar of that man that was speaking. And at the end of the, end of the message with people up and talking to this, this African-American man about the work of the Belgian Congo, she waited until everybody had filtered out. And Aggie walked up to him and said, Do you, have you ever heard or do you remember a couple by the name of David and Siva Flood. And that full-grown man, he smiled and said, I'm the teenage boy that they won to Jesus. 
In the presentation that he gave that night in London, England, he told how currently there are 110,000 Christians in the Belgian Congo. He told about how that there were 30 homeless shelters in the Belgian Congo and how one major hospital has been built in the Belgian Congo. And the man tells, talks to Aggie and said, you know, they had a daughter named Aggie and I don't know what happened to her. And she said, I'm Aggie. And they embraced and cried and he said, nothing doing. You've got to come to Africa. Your folks are heroes in our country. They made the arrangements and two months later, her and her husband flew into Africa and as they was flying into the airport, she was stunned because it wasn't 10 or 20 people. There were thousands of people that were there, thousands. And as Aggie got off that plane, people started thunderously applauding. And she was, what is going on here? And they drive her to the hospital that was built. They drive her to the different homeless shelters that's been built. And then they drive her to where her mom was buried. And there's a simple white cross with her mom's name on it. And all of this group of people following her wherever she went. Because before David and Siva flood, there were no Christians in the Belgian Congo. There were no homeless shelters in the Belgian Congo. There were no hospitals in the Belgian Congo. And as she knelt down, and there's a famous picture in Time magazine, I think it is, to where she's kneeling down and embracing that cross, knowing that her mom gave everything to reach these people. Let me give you the verse. You've already heard it. Except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. You can do your own little thing, and it's going to be your own little thing. Your own little thing. Your own little thing. Or you can die to yourself and let God bring forth fruit, much fruit, more fruit within your life. Bow your heads, please. Father, we thank you and praise you, dear God, for the truth, for the truth of that one verse. Except a corn of wheat, a grain of wheat, fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. Lord, we see that in the resurrection. We see that, Lord God, in Jesus, you giving your life and multiple millions of people being able to go to heaven because of that. Help us as, help us as Christian people, God, not have that consumer mindset, but 
have a mindset of we're going to die to ourselves and we're going to let Jesus do a work in us. In your name we ask and pray. Amen. Draw me close to you. Never let me go. Draw me close to you. 
that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677. Oh 